What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Investing Circle, where we talk all things financial independence and making your money work for you. Today, I'm talking about cryptocurrency and how it is still risky, but I'm still investing. So I was the guy who opened a wallet on Coinbase in 2017 and never put a dime into it. Just for reference, Bitcoin's low was $755 that year. I didn't know anything about it at the time, and I opened a wallet because someone said I should check it out. Doing the math now, it really hurts to even think of the returns I could have had or what I could have bought with the cash. And then I come back to the earth reminding myself that this type of thinking isn't helpful to my finances or my mental health. So instead, I tell myself I'm not going to miss another opportunity like that ever again, but I need to do the same amount of due diligence I would for any other investment. So I started buying cryptocurrency in 2020 when we started to see more about cryptocurrency from larger media outlets. Right about the time the baby boomers started asking about what cryptocurrency was, it started to become more quote unquote mainstream, but there were still some massive risks. The price swings were unbearable for most people. And for reference there, it's $15,000 to $48,000 in a 12-month period for Bitcoin. That's a pretty large swing. It wasn't and still isn't really regulated, and there were far too many opportunities for companies like FTX to hurt the retail investor. So fast forward to today, and the risks are still very much the same, but now I've experienced them firsthand. Price fluctuations, watching the SEC attempt to control the industry with a case that will impact the entire industry, and that's the Ripple versus the SEC case, and the most recent FTX scandal that sent shockwaves through the crypto world. I was unfortunately impacted by the FTX scandal. I had approximately $7,300 worth of Ethereum and Bitcoin in the BlockFi interest account. On November 28th, they filed a Chapter 11 bankruptcy due to the exposure to FTX, which just means the company is allowed to reorganize involving a corporation or a partnership. A Chapter 11 debtor usually proposes a plan of reorganization to keep its business alive and pay creditors over time. Fortunately, Cruel, the noticing enclaves agency for the Chapter 11 for BlockFi, have kept everyone up to date with the stated claims. So there is hope to recover that $7,300. Now, it's still very risky, as I've already stated. You can kind of see the story there, but I'm still investing. And here are the three reasons why. Number one, the technology itself is being utilized in different ways, and we're still very early on. XRP, which is the native token for Ripple, is a cryptocurrency token designed to migrate transactions from central databases controlled by financial institutions to a more open infrastructure while significantly cutting cost. We've already seen utilization by larger institutions with XRP. Ethereum is known for its groundbreaking combination of features like smart contracts, but it's also seen use in dApps, in finance, web browsing, gaming, advertising, identity management, and supply chain management. There is apparent utilization for a growing technology that's in its early stages. So key number one, it's actually being used and it's early on. Number two here is regulation isn't here yet. I mean, I just mentioned the SEC versus Ripple case, and I'll bring it up again in just a minute, but typically regulation helps the retail investor. Stock market regulation around dark pools and high-speed trading is a really good example that happened probably when I was a kid. Since some cryptocurrencies have been defined as commodities, securities, or really none of the above, the regulating body over crypto has not been 
defined. It is also very hard to set that type of regulating body when one foundation of cryptocurrency has been to remain decentralized and operate freely of a governing body. An exciting case to follow right now, which I just mentioned, is the SEC versus Ripple case, which will be a defining case for the industry and financial sector. Number three here is the high risk, high reward. While I feel we are past the massive gains for the most part, I strongly believe there is still opportunity to earn some returns far past what you could find anywhere else. As you can see with my experience, you can also lose a good amount of money. I'm currently holding XRP, Bitcoin, and Ethereum, and will most likely stay with those three based on the reasons stated above. All three have utility that has been proven, regulation is still incoming, and I want to see some serious returns from my picks to place into more secure investments like real estate and the market. Now with that said, it is a risky investment, so how do I mitigate some of my risk? Firstly, I have to know to the best of my ability what I am investing in. That's not easy with cryptocurrency, and I'd still say I'm a novice in overall knowledge. It's a complicated technology and creating an application or putting it to work can be challenging. My goal is to understand how it is utilized, what is the adoption, and does it align with what cryptocurrency was originally designed to be, such as decentralized. Part of learning about what I'm investing in provided me with some better ways to mitigate risk, which includes storing the majority of my crypto on a cold storage wallet. Secondly, which segues perfectly from that is, you gotta remember your keys, your crypto. It's the good saying when I first got in and really started to understand it. Part of learning how cryptocurrency worked was understanding how, again, to the best of my sales guy ability, blockchain worked and how having the keys to crypto actually made it your own. I have the majority of my Bitcoin, XRP, and Ethereum stored on my Trezor wallet. Lastly, I don't allow the percentages to go above 10% of my net worth. Experts, quote unquote, say you shouldn't have more than 5% to 10% of your net worth in cryptocurrency. And I think those are numbers that are just kind of thrown out there, especially with the massive swings in price. It could easily go above that if you have the right token. That's a really easy number to keep track of and manage on your own. The really easy way to do it and an extra check I place on myself personally in terms of psychology is if I lost my entire crypto portfolio today, how would I feel? If my answer suggests becoming homeless, I need to reevaluate what I'm doing. If my answer is it would hurt, but I'd live, I'm probably right there at the mark. And if it wouldn't even bother me, I'd probably okay to keep investing. Remember everybody, this is still the early times for cryptocurrency, but fortune does favor the bold or whatever that horrible Matt Damon commercial was. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for listening and watching if you're watching on YouTube. If you got any questions or comments, leave them in the comment section below. Leave me a note. If you got any ideas on what else you'd like to hear about on here, go ahead and leave that in the comment section below as well. Hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. See ya.